Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. I am your host, Brent Satoris, and today we are joined by Jesse McDonald, global SEO strategist at IBM and world-renowned expert and speaker. We're going to be talking about the difference between a topic-focused strategy and a keyword-focused strategy and how you can approach really diving in to the topic-focused side of things. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Jesse. Great to have you on the show. Hey, Brent. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, man. I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, you know, we've known each other for a long time. I've always enjoyed seeing you speak and hearing your perspectives on marketing in general. But I mean, we're definitely seeing a really interesting time with Bert, with Eat, with just a lot of these kind of um, different aspects that are starting to really become a part of SEO. We're starting to see a lot of shifts in fundamental strategies. And one of the ones I wanted to talk about today was kind of the difference between going at you know SEO from a real keyword focus and going at it from a real topic focus. And I think most people are familiar with the idea of you know approaching um, you know search marketing from a, a keyword point of view. I mean, you get your keywords and you kind of focus your content about it. But I wanted to start off by asking you, how would you really define the difference between um, a topic focus versus a keyword focus see i i think you're right um in in recent months especially well in i would say probably the last year or two uh with things like eat and bert it has been a big shift away from just this keyword focus and into more of a, a topical sort of focus when creating content for seo or at least considering content for seo um, and basically, when I'm saying that, I'm thinking of it from the perspective of, you know, back in the day, you were going to create a page that you wanted to rank for, you did some keyword research on the keyword you wanted the page to, to really focus on. And basically, that's what you targeted on the page, cut and dry, pretty simple. But as the algorithms of search engines have evolved over the last few years, and have gotten smarter and understand the relationship between multiple pages, and the the aspects that make up a topic it's become a bit more complex than just you know quick keyword research what is this page's keyword let's move on now you have to think of it from the perspective of what do i need to cover to make a comprehensive um i guess focus on a a topic itself so it's not necessarily just a single page in some instances sometimes there are multiple things you need to cover you need to cover more of that broad early funnel sort of content that someone's really just trying to figure out what problem they're actually having. Then you need to look into what what type of solution uh, you or your product can offer them. And you know, it's things like that. It's it's looking at the topic holistically and figuring out exactly where you need to go to to have this almost we like to call it the right to rank. Uh, what what gives you the right to rank for this topic? So that's that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking of when I say that. So I definitely um, want to like get into some of the specifics on this because I think that like from a general level, this is something I think people can accept, right? We we definitely mm -hmm. you know you think of it holistically. You're like, all right, well, uh, a customer's coming to my site. There's a lot more to it. We want to start you know getting this person in. I think lookalike audiences have really taught us that there is a set a sort of a market that you can kind of have a consistent you know strategy for. And, and so, but but it can also be quite confusing for for uh, a lot of people who have been used to a sort of a, a checklist kind of mentality of uh, I got the I've got my keywords down check i've got my content down check i've got my links check so what is the first 
thing that somebody really needs to focus on, you know, step one, um, when it comes to shifting to that more topic based focus, is it the funnel? Is it understanding the audience path? Is it understanding the topics that people are talking about? What is that first kind of step? So what I always like to do, um, either working with a new site or working with something that's been around for a while is, is really making sure to dedicate an appropriate amount of time to strategy building. So when I'm doing that, I take a look at everything that the site is offering, be it products, be it services, you know, whatever. And I start trying to break that down as a user from a, an, into a broad perspective. So like this covers this topic, let me throw it into some tools and see if maybe I can get some recommendations on maybe some parent topics that fall into that and, and kind of work my way backwards down the, the ladder, I guess you would say. And figuring out exactly what it is that, you know, might cover this thing from a broad perspective. Then doing, you know, the usual keyword research um, that, that I would typically do, I'm not trying to call out any tools or anything, uh, but, you know, throwing them into whatever tool you prefer using keyword research, especially if it has a semantic or a natural language sort of perspective to it, and seeing what, what other recommendations are there, um, you know, to rank for this you know, sort of portion of a topic, what do you need to cover in it? And then that'll start sending you down these rabbit holes of, you know, I, I need to cover this on a page or this would merit being a page in itself. So basically using that to map out everything as early on as you can, as you, and as you're allowed to, because there are going to be instances where you're, you know, you're in a little bit more of a rush. It's, it's kind of a, a dream scenario to say that you're going to be able to really sit down and map this out early on. So how, get as much of, yeah, yeah. How, how would you necessarily determine? Because, I mean, I could imagine going down this route. People, you know, our nature is, especially when we look at keywords in the past, is I want to rank for every keyword. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to rank for everything. Why would I not want to be number one for everything? I think that's one of the, the fallacies of it all is that you, you're not supposed to rank for everything. Right. You're supposed to have yeah. a couple of things. So how would you get going through a topic analysis? I would say, well, I've got 50 topics that I think really mm -hmm. you know matter here. How do you start to prioritize that kind of uh, that first step? And, and how would you determine what's working and if you should shift like, you know, how do you prioritize and kind of keep prioritizing what you actually select to work on? Because I would imagine that it's not going to be just like a keyword where you're just like, here's a keyword. You're mm -hmm. going to say, OK, well, I need a topic. That topic needs a funnel. It needs a design. It needs a, a content. It needs a, a path. Right. So how do I decide where to put my time and, and continue to adjust that way? So once I kind of understand what I need to focus on topically, then I start actually kind of what I call the diving into the trenches portion of the work, actually looking into the searches themselves of the, you know, the keywords and topics that I've identified and saying, what is the intent behind this? What, what does this mean? So because I at IBM work more with the cloud side, I will take kind of the products or topics that we're working on and say, okay, if someone searches, you know, keyword a into Google, what what kind of results are being returned for that? Is it more, you know, people are looking for what is content or how is content? They're looking for that kind of early learn portion. Or is it they're actually looking for more of a product or a solution to a problem? So then taking that and building an IA structure out of that. So saying, okay, you know, if it if it is that early learn, this is where it's going to sit. This is what it's going to link to. This is what I need to get to link to it. 
and then here's how I want that 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 flow to be so that someone that's in here early just trying to solve a problem can say okay I now understand that this is the issue I'm having here's how I can move into the uh, how to solve the problem and how you know whatever my site can help solve that problem for the user and then you know here's the product that can help solve that problem so by that I'm I'm saying early on user here's the information for you if you want to leave that's fine because you know you know what what your problem is now but then that's giving them an opportunity to either consider us in the future or continue to move forward if they are moving closer to that that buy stage so mapping intent and then the information architecture and you know structure of the site so that it can complement you know early steps of the funnel and lead deeper into it those sorts of things would uh be kind of what I would do next after identifying a topic. I think that's really interesting. Um, you know, it seems common sense when you hear you say it, but it's interesting to say, like, you know, what are, what are, what is this search actually bringing up? Is it somebody, mm-hmm. like you said, is it somebody who's looking to research? And if that's the case, then then you should be, you know, presenting a flow that's a research type flow. Um, so when you're doing that, do you also tie in other aspects? Like how far do you go with the, the, this topic focus? Is it just, okay, now I've created content? Or are you looking at having like, do, do you go as far as to have like mailing list signups that are research related versus product update related? Are you looking at having retargeting ads that follows whether or not they, they came from a research standpoint or they came from a purchase standpoint? Um, how do you kind of layer it all in to take it from, okay, I now have content um, that is topic fo- focused, but how do I turn my whole strategy into, into topic focused? How do I apply to that? And see, I think that's what's uh, the interesting thing in kind of an agency perspective versus an in-house perspective, um, because most of my experience in the you know, six-ish years that I've been in SEO has been very agency focused up until about six months ago when I moved over to IBM, which is an in-house role. So from the agency perspective, it's, you know, you're very much boots on the ground all the time. It's pretty easy to work with other departments. So when doing something like this, it's very easy to run over to like the PPC team and say, okay, this is what we're thinking for the site. Um, Does this work for you guys? Um, How can we do this so that collaboration's there? So then you're getting a little bit more of an influence from the paid side or even the, you know, social side um, of that architecture and the topic that you're actually working on now in-house it's a little bit different because things are are grouped out a little bit differently i'm focusing more on the actual seo side of things and thinking a little bit less about the paid side um, because they're off kind of doing their own thing i don't really have any control over that Uh, we try to communicate as much as possible but at the same time you you kind of end up moving into a stay in your lane sort of scenario. So that that's a really interesting question because um, I haven't really thought about that recently of how differently these things work uh, agency versus in-house. So yeah, it would be great if we could get in and, and do that a little bit more, but. And so a lot of times, a lot of times as marketers, especially, um, Honestly, it's probably in-house or agency. We're tied to a lot of decisions that you know can show some sort of ROI, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, 
you know, if you're trying to determine, you know, research versus purchase, you can always do A-B testing, um, even, you know, to determine what the research kind of ROI would be, like a sign up for a mailing list. Mm -hmm. um, but what kind of things would you say you experience in in measuring like, how would you measure or how would you explain to somebody the value of a research panel, a research process? And how would you kind of tie back some sort of ROI to that? So this is something that we're actually doing internally. Uh, we've, we've determined what our um, most valuable products are. So what drives the most business to the company and created those as, you know, as must wins. And then off of that, we've broken down and figured out, you know, what topics those those make up so we have that prioritization so my thing is always saying okay we we need to win on this topic we know that it's a priority because it drives organic revenue to the business so that's how i would set priority which ones a the most valuable to the business and then from an seo perspective looking at well what might be the most difficult because in my mind if you tackle the most difficult first, you're giving it more time to kind of gel and, and gestate within the, the search engine system and get a better perspective on maybe some things that you need to tweak um, based off of your, your previous research. So you're letting it sit for a second, figuring out how the search engine and users are responding to it, while then as that's kind of happening, you can go after sort of the smaller stuff that's still revenue driven, but might not be as important as as impactful or difficult so then you're still driving that positive revenue and positive change while consistently working on the one that might be a little bit a little bit more challenging to and long term to deal with so we've talked a little bit about um you know really the kind of initial focus of like you know how do you find the topics right go do the searches mm -hmm. identify what the the pattern of the employee you know, of the of the customer is um and we've talked about you know maybe doing some a b testing retargeting or you know kind of structuring that 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 flow but you know internally once you have people on the site another aspect that is kind of interesting um do you would you go about like changing the architecture of your site would you go about changing like how would you adjust like what you're going to do on the site uh, including like internal links like and link building as a whole so that's where i i like to if, if something is like let's say ranking really well and driving traffic but then that that conversion revenue portion isn't there that's when i really like to start digging into the you know heat maps and a-B testing, things like that, to figure out if maybe there's a pain point that needs to be addressed. Is there something that we've provided that, that a user is getting hung up on, even if it is in like kind of that in-phase buy section where they're actually trying to make the purchase? Is something there causing them to drop off? Um, so that's one thing that I always like to typically look at. But to your point, looking at, you know, I set up this architecture, it's kind of based off of what... I think makes sense. Maybe this isn't necessarily the place to go. So looking at, you know, if, you know, people are going from page A to page B and dropping off, um, are, are we causing some sort of issue? Is that saying that page B isn't necessarily the place to go? And while it benefits from an equity perspective, it's hurting us from a user perspective. So taking a look at those sorts of things and, and making shifts, I think can make sense. But you also have to be careful and make sure that you're not doing something that will they'll hurt something else. Because as we know, 
flow of equity um, from page to page on a site is absolutely crucial. So by eliminating that, because it does hinder some sort of user flow, it could hurt your rankings and in turn not bring people into that, that second page. So you kind of have to sit back and weigh out those those options. Um, as far as changing the structure from a technical perspective, um, this is where I'm always kind of siding on the way of caution. Um, you definitely don't want to change URLs, especially if they're older, just because that you've built so much equity theoretically onto that one page and its URL that hitting that reset button, I think doesn't necessarily have the most value in the world when you can also shape the overall architecture and topical flow of a, you know, a page or a group of topics through something as simple as breadcrumbs. So I'm always looking for the best way to navigate those sorts of things by making the most impact without hurting myself technically. So uh, if you're looking at all of this, uh, and this might be a, a question I think a lot of people might ask, is that what would you say are the key benefits to going from a sort of topic focus versus keyword focus? My mind would say, like, uh, you know, clearly I can kind of, you know, having been in marketing a long time, kind of see the, the pros and cons. But it always comes down to that, that hour spent versus that productivity aspect. And, and wouldn't I just get the same you know, end result from keyword. I mean, we've been doing it for, you know, so many years, you know, why, why focus on a topic versus a keyword, uh, a focus? I mean, theoretically you would get sort of the same end goal. Uh, I think with more of a topic focus, you would get there faster. Um, and then honestly, um, because this is something I've been, I guess, for lack of a better word, preaching for a while is having a user first approach to SEO. Um, because the way I've always thought of it is if your user isn't happy, then your SEO is working for no reason. But if you're giving the user an experience and the content that, that works for them, then your SEO will only benefit further from it. So theoretically, if you create a topic focus, put your effort into creating content around a topic and giving a more holistic approach to a topic, you're going to satisfy users more often than not. Plus, you'll be giving them more information, which will build up your, you know, authority in a certain area, um, people's, you know, awareness of you and people's trust in you. So you have the 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 EAT model, the EAT. Um, so by doing that, you're more likely to drive more of a conversion to your site you know, be it a service or a product, because you're you're genuinely trying to help people. You're you're putting content out there to help them, even if it's not necessarily you know super marketed marketing driven early on in the funnel. You're not you know shoving your product down their throat. You're just giving them more information. Because of that, you're more likely to to gain that trust and and hopefully that that sell in the long run. So you mentioned eat, which is uh, an interesting concept. Um, you know, I think that we've all kind of established it. It's it's all come down to, and it has been for a long time, uh, going towards the best experience, right? If you if you're mm -hmm. authoritative, if you have good content, you have unique content, you have a quality experience, then you're going 
to perform better. BERT has been something interesting because BERT essentially just allows, you know, the search engines to better understand the intent, right? Of, of, mm-hmm. Again, it's it's about making that a better experience, eliminating some of the false positives and starting to really, you know, show results. It's, it's very frustrating for a user when we go in and type something in and we get a bunch of results that's not even close to what we wanted, right? So, so exactly. this, is the, this is the attempt to sol- solve that. Now, t- everyone says, you know, uh, well, there's nothing you can do, you know, to improve, you know, from Bert, right? It's just it, it either it's just one of those factors that works or doesn't work. But you know, if nothing could be changed, then the search results wouldn't have changed, in my opinion, right? I think there's always mm-hmm. a, a sense of a strategy, a sense of a focus, even if it's just a, a, a simple like acknowledgement that your strategy needs to be more user experience focused, or you need to talk about your content in a better way. Do you feel? I have two questions on Bert. One. Um, you know, do you feel like there is something that people can utilize from BERT to improve, say, a topic-focused channel? And then my second question, um, oh, I'll get back to my second question in a minute. Do you think there's something that people can do to make, you know, to improve on that? Well, I think the first thing that you need to do is, let's say, you know, post-BERT, you're, you're noticing that you're not performing well as far as rankings go for a certain, you know, keyword or topic. The first thing I would do is go heavily into competitor research and gap analysis of why they're doing better than you. What content is there that that you know makes them outperform you? Because more than likely, other than you know the the off-page signals like links or something like that, it could be something as simple as there's a portion of that piece of content that's expected to be there by the search engine algorithm that you're not covering, but they are. So identifying that and then, you know, adding that to your content in some form or fashion will en- enhance the way that you are processed in this, this language based algorithm. Um, and then while doing that, also taking a look at those user pain points we mentioned earlier, um, because those could be causing some issues for you. So I think Post BERT, you probably have a couple of different avenues to look into, especially with the natural language processing portion of things, to make sure that your content is what's delivering what's most relevant that the search engine believes the intent of the query is. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting space, and a lot of things are happening. Kind of just to throw a, a different kind of aspect on you, give you one last. Uh, I have one, time for one more question. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, what is it in marketing today? Bert, eat, link building, content, SEO, whatever it is. What is it that you find to be the most exciting to you right now? What aspect of it is really kind of impressing you or getting you know getting you excited about marketing right now? Um, for me, it's it's. I, I really enjoy the the kind of BERT, you know, natu- natural language processing portion of things. Uh, it's something that I'm actively working on a bunch internally at IBM, and it's something I've been thinking about for about a year or two now anyway, um, because I think that that truly does help solve user needs more efficiently. So while it can be a bit of a pain and can take some time and investment to get into, I think it's going to yield the most lasting results. So for me in my day-to-day work, that is what I've enjoyed the most. Um, From a perspective of SEO and something that I've just enjoyed all the time, it's it's not necessarily link building, but it's link uh, 
I guess link cleanups. I've always been a big fan of them and would like to continue working on them some more. Um, I sit on the side of the fence that believes that link cleanups can still be a, a really beneficial thing to websites, um, at least link monitoring. Um, because while you know an algorithm can qualify a link and you know just ignore it if it's not good, I would rather do the work myself um, when possible. So that's just kind of something that I've always enjoyed and enjoyed doing. Uh, that's 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 really get to do. That's hilarious. Just the fact that like every person I talk to absolutely hates link cleanups. And oh you're, yeah, you're the first person who's like, yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that. And I definitely have to agree. You know, I think that Bert, in my sense, is a precursor to just kind of taking us down that path that we really need to get to. Um, specifically for a number of reasons. One, voice search is really struggling. Um, because of the the inability to kind of really understand, and I think that a lot of this data and a lot of the you know user experience on the search side can help kind of you know maybe hopefully open up some doors to really get us over that hurdle of true you know natural language processing, which you know I feel like has been a major hurdle and has set us back years and years and years on on progressing to that next kind of level. Um, I also think that um, in general uh, we want less options. And, and if you haven't realized, you know, that options are going to become more and more limited, then, you know, start paying attention to the search results a little bit more. But we're we're seeing click through rates on, you know, go down anything on the fourth and mm-hmm. past. You know, people really only want the top three and we've gotten really good at giving them the, the top three. And I think that this is like the last element that doesn't work. Right. We're really good at yeah. getting it when you phrase it right. But when you don't phrase it right, it goes completely left. Right. And yeah. so I, I do think that kind of Bert leads us to that. I do think it's super exciting so jesse uh absolutely enjoy the conversation love talking to you love getting into your head getting some insights uh people want to follow you they want to know where they can you know read your blog or they want to find out where they can contact you or see what you're doing in life where can people find you online um definitely through twitter facebook uh i am basically on every social platform as at jesse seo geek so pretty easy to find, and uh, I'm a I'm a pretty frequent contributor of Search Engine Journal, so you, you can probably find me there too. <laughs> awesome, Jesse. I absolutely appreciate you coming on the show. Really appreciate the information. Uh, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers.